0: America ought to be dependent on rural America. No blue, red, who cares? Urban America ought to be dependent on rural America. Rural America right now could be supplying every bit of the PPE we can ever want.
1: Previously, this position has paid around four to $500,000. And the interesting thing that struck me,
0: if you look at the top four things that we're importing from China to the US in 2018, they were electrical equipment, machinery, furniture, and plastics. What would we give to have that glove factory running today? What would we give to have the blanket factory running today? Next Move Group, the voice of economic development. Here is Chad Chancellor. This week for our current affairs segment, we want to talk about three articles or LinkedIn postings we found that we think are going to interest economic developers. And the first one comes from Mark Manning. He was on our show last week. He put a graph on LinkedIn showing imports versus exports from China. And the interesting thing that struck me, if you look at the top four things that we're importing from China to the U.S. in 2018, they were electrical equipment, machinery, furniture, and plastics. And I want to point out machinery manufacturer, those are good paying jobs, electrical equipment manufacturer, good paying jobs, plastic jobs are often good paying jobs. So I find sometimes economic developers think, well, if we reshore things like mass factories, which we certainly need to do, maybe those will be low wage jobs. How do we create good good paying jobs. And the answer very well may be machinery manufacturing. Who knew that we were bringing this much from China in terms of machinery manufacturing? So uh, I want rural and small to mid-sized towns to think, you know, they're going to think to themselves, well, we can't get the pharmaceutical production anyway. That's probably what they're going to think to themselves. That's going to go to the metro areas. So we don't want to only be stuck with the low paying jobs You may not be, get prepared now because look, we're bringing in electrical equipment and machinery from China. Those are very good paying jobs. Next, I wanna spotlight a, a blog post that Jeanette Goldsmith made with Strategic Development Group, where she really talks about using augmented reality, virtual reality for site visits. And so she's saying, learn how to do this stuff now during the coronavirus, but this may take us into the future. And one thing she really talks about a lot is that through augmented reality, you can show what a site might look like once it's cleared, grubbed, and graded. This is something that I have had prospects struggle with in the past. You go look at a site, and that site is still fully tempered, and you can't see anything. You know, you can't see anything at all. And she talks about how really through this augmented reality, being able to stand on a site or even look at it on a computer and see what could it look like You can see the topo and everything. What could it look like once it's cleared, grubbed, and grated? I think she's exactly right. And I think economic developers ought to think about using that technology, not only now, but in the future. Lastly, King White with Site Selection Group put out a paper talking about the five ways the coronavirus recession might create site selection opportunities. And the five ways are the labor markets will soften. I think we certainly all agree with that. There's going to be more favorable real estate conditions there'll be corporate consolidation murders and acquisitions and so forth, lower interest rates, and a lot of startups may be flushed out, which that part is concerning to me. I always think we need startups and innovation, but I certainly agree with his point. So these are three articles talking about really ways I think economic developers can, can proceed uh, forward, You know, have hope, understand what to go after and so forth. So I encourage you to read them. They're all fast reads. None of them are going to take you more than two or three minutes to read.
1: Alex Metzger here, co-founder of The Next Move Group. And now we're gonna talk about the Your Next Move segment of the newscast. This is where we talk about different open job opportunities uh, that are currently on the market. Our firm is currently doing the search for the VP of Economic Development in Irving, Texas. This is the Dallas metro area. Um, You're gonna see a lot of projects there. It's gonna be a very good opportunity. This search we're gonna have open for about another week and a half. So this may be our last newscast um, before the deadline for you to apply, so I urge you to get your applications in. If you'd like some more information, you can contact us directly, or you can go to thenextmovegroup.com/backslash Irving. The Birmingham Business Alliance is about to start their search for a new CEO, and Cameron Carmichael out of North Carolina is doing the search. This is going to be a very, very good, uh, high-paying job. Previously, this position was paid around four to five hundred thousand dollars. So, look for this coming in the upcoming weeks. Uh, not really looking for a true economic developer. I've heard through the rumors that they're actually going to look for somebody that's more business development minded. So, economic development experience is not going to be mandatory for this position. Some other searches that have came up in the recent weeks the state of Indiana is looking for a senior director of economic development. This is going to be a lot of BRE, a little bit of business recruitment. Um, so, a very good job out of Indianapolis. If you're interested in applying, go to GracieReefHR.com. That's GracieReef, R-E-I-F-F-H-R.com. The Northern Lakes Economic Alliance is a three-county organization up in Boyne City, Michigan. Uh, They're looking for a new director. For more information, go to careers.msu.edu. This is the Michigan State Extension Campus. In the DC Metro area, Loudoun County, Virginia. This is Leesburg, Virginia. They're looking for a new business development manager. If you want some more information on that, you can go to loudoun.gov. L-O-U-D-O-U-N.gov. There's a few searches that we've mentioned in our last newscast that are still available. Uh, they're still taking applications if you have any interest. Uh, Rocky Hill, Connecticut in Advanced Connecticut is still looking for a director of business development Dodge and Jefferson counties in Wisconsin, this is called the Jefferson County Economic Development Consortium. They are still looking for a managing director of business development. And the charter township of Clinton, Michigan, is still looking for an economic development director.
0: In our learning lab segment tonight, we really want to spotlight what IEDC is doing on the webinar front. They've got a webinar coming up Monday, which will be tomorrow, April 13th, from 3 o'clock to 4.30 Eastern Time, talking about the technology toolbox, boost your technology toolbox during COVID-19. What technologies might economic developers use, not only during the coronavirus situation, but once this situation passes? You know, a lot of economic developers might have barely heard of Zoom two or three weeks ago. Now we're all becoming experts in it. Also, IEDC has done a lot of uh, webinars already that they have recorded and placed on their website, particularly the one talking about disaster recovery. So uh, you can go there, iedconline.org, look around, find the recorded webinars. Looks like they've been recording one about every Monday, maybe even more often than that. Some of them are really good. So check out those if you want to learn. And lastly, we're going to talk about a virtual building webinar we did, in partnership with Jesco Construction. We did it Thursday. We had 105 people sign up to watch it. It lasted about 30 minutes. We've had between 15 and 20 already contact us to talk in more detail about proposals and so forth. So if you would be interested in a virtual building, which can help you if you got a certified site or even a spec building and you have trouble showing it or you have trouble getting prospects to visualize what can go there, you contact us and we'll show you our virtual building webinar. We recorded it, so we're happy to show it to anybody that might want to see it. In our rounding the basis segment this week, we want to spotlight some companies that have had announcements in the last couple of weeks of New investment, new expansions not related to COVID-19. So the first one we'll start with is Continental Mills has announced they're doing a 175,000-square-foot expansion in Effingham, Illinois. They do baking, breakfast, and snack brands. DIMAX Corporation has announced that they're going to do a $21.5 million 59-new-job production plant in Gastonia, North Carolina. And Maiden America has announced they're going to do switchgear manufacturing in Lawrence County, South Carolina. This will be an expansion of production of high voltage vacuum circuit breakers there in Lawrence County, South Carolina. So we want economic developers keep your head up. Announcements are still coming from various parts of the country. So uh, yesterday I was sitting in the recliner watching Governor Cuomo's daily report, and he was really pleading for PPE. Uh, he was talking particularly about gowns and masks, as I recall. And he was pleading from the bottom of his heart that that, that his state needed more PPE. And, and and I know New York's in a bad situation, Long Island, and so forth. And they needed more PPE to protect the health care workers. And he was really pleading and going through how they were having to bid against Illinois and, and all these other places. And I was sitting there and It really was kind of halfway paying attention. I wasn't totally into it. I certainly didn't have my thinking hat on. And as he was talking about, he said it multiple times. I need gowns, I need masks, I need gloves. I need gowns, I need masks, I need gloves. He threw in ventilators as well. It hit me, just like a sack of bricks. So the little town I was raised in, in Mississippi, 5,000 people. The county had less than 20,000 in it, around 18 if I remember. We had two main plants when I grew up. We Called them the factories. We had a blanket factory and we had a glove factory. That's what they probably employed 1500 people between the two of them, at least a thousand, probably 1500 people between the two of them. My grandmother worked at the glove factory, my father worked at the blanket factory, and all those jobs basically at once were shopped overseas. They were all shipped overseas to China. And as I was listening to the governor talk about the need for this. I was just almost, um, my stomach rolled over. It just broke my heart as I sat there and heard the governor talking about the need for PPE. And I thought to myself, what would we give to have that glove factory running today? What would we give to have the blanket factory running today? And the little town I grew up in is one of thousands Nearly every little southern town had a plant like this. I've been in ball cap factories. Goodness, we could be making the mass right there right now if we didn't offshore all this stuff overseas. And so it hit me as I was watching this that there is a time coming, and I think it's going to be soon. Times are terrible right now. Goodness knows they're terrible. But there's a time coming. Surely to goodness, after all of this, the federal government is going to mandate that a certain amount of goods be manufactured in the United States for situations like this, for national security, not just for jobs, not just for the economy, but national security. So we never, ever go through anything like this again. We've lost our freedom. We are the home of the free and the brave. We've lost all of that through this situation because we don't have the protection as one. We don't have the drugs for the vaccine. If we had a vaccine, we'd all be happy. We'd all be, be bumping around because we can take a pill or a shot, you know, but if we had if we had the PPE, we could send our healthcare workers in and not worry that they're going to catch it and give it to everybody. So this is really it. Just broke my heart because I thought rather than all this having to come from China and depending on them, urban America ought to be dependent on rural America. No blue red, who cares? Urban America ought to be dependent on rural America. Rural America right now could be supplying every bit of the PPE we could ever want if all this stuff hadn't been offshore. This is going to cause damages economically that we can't think about it. And it just outrages me when I really think about it. Because as I think about it, yes, the coronavirus may have come. But if we still had those rural plants, the blanket factories and glove factories, could we get out of this a little quicker? Could our nurses and doctors who are really doing something, you know, they're warriors in this situation. Could they go work and feel more comfortable and healthy? Yes, they could. Yes, they could. So rather than relying on China and Asia and whoever else, I don't care who it is, to supply all these goods, let's supply it ourselves. No more red, no more blue, no more urban and rural. Let's bring these jobs back home and let's rural America support urban America and let's urban America support rural America. Because what will we give right now? What will we give? I'd give a lot. My own self to have those glove and blanket factories still running that were offshore, overseas. We're about to see opportunities in towns. A lot of small towns only get one or two opportunities a year. I think that's about to ratchet up. But you're gonna have to understand your workforce, both skilled and unskilled, and how, how can you recruit, screen, and train them for whatever the job may be. You're gonna have to understand your buildings and sites. What do you have? You gotta understand your infrastructure. And you really need to understand how to package all that together to stand out Because as these opportunities come, they may come fast. People are talking about a second wave of COVID. Goodness knows I don't know if we go through that. These opportunities may come fast. So you need to be prepared now. I mean, right now, you need to be getting prepared. Just like, you know, when you got the Super Bowl, you got two weeks to get ready. This is your two weeks. Be getting ready so that when you get the ball, you can do something with it. I don't know about you, but I'm prepared to fight. I am prepared to fight. I am a man come from rural America that loves urban America. I'm actually recording this right now from downtown St. Louis, Missouri. And when I mean downtown, I mean downtown, right beside Bush Stadium. I have evacuated just like a hurricane. I have evacuated from New Orleans. I live in downtown New Orleans because I love it. I love it. I'm a five-minute walk from anything you want to do, from NFL football to the best music you've ever heard in your life to the Mississippi River. I love it, but I was raised in rural America. There is no sense in dividing us anymore. There's no sense in depending on China for our medication and our PPE. No, no. It's time rural America stand up and fight. We're good at it. Rural America loves to fight. We're good at it. It's time we fight for our country. Get our patriotism out. It's time we fight for our country. Bring these jobs back so we can support New York and New Jersey, New Orleans and Detroit, and we can all be a country that supports one another. I'm ready to fight, but I don't want to just fight. I want to win. I want to win. So in the next several weeks, we're going to come out. Next move Group, as well as a couple of our friends who we have a lot of trust in, we're going to come out with a program that can walk states, utilities, local towns through what we think you can do to win. Not interested in competing. We don't need competition. We need to win. I don't want to go through this again. I'm just telling you, I do not want to go through this again for my own self, my own quality of life. I got no quality of life right now other than my health can't even walk outside and feel comfortable <laughs> I don't want to go through this again Let, let's not play this game to lose we're going to play to win so we're going to be coming out in a few weeks we've got a lot of thoughts right now we're getting down on paper it's not quite ready yet we don't want to show it to you till it's ready but when we're ready we're going to tell you about it and we want to work economic developers to work with manufacturers site selectors business people to win so that we don't go through this again